folks welcome back to a brand new episode of train wreck tonight we are 11 away from 200 episode 189 i'm your host the general joined by maniac happy december 1st final month of 2020 show sponsor picasso's pizza get to picasso's pizza.net great deals every day and we have a very special guest tonight from wkbw Last time, that last time we were with Ashley Rowe, it was down in Houston. Let's go. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown, where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda flows, and what you take magically regenerates. On supermarket shelves, the ovens clean themselves. You don't pay the tab till the last drop. So we all ride for nothing, cause his train never stops. Like I said, from Channel 7, we have Ashley Rowe tonight, her first time ever officially on Trainwreck tonight. Ashley, how are you this evening? Guys, I'm so, so glad to be here. Thank you. The last time that we saw each other was back in January, which feels like 2005, given everything that's happened this year. But uh, it was a pretty awesome time down there. Seriously, can you believe it? Last time we were with each other, we were on top of what, an RV? Looking at yeah. all the fans... That came How down many from Buffalo. Do you think we're there? Like six thousand? Is that too many? Am I giving that too much credit? I don't know. I think that's a pretty good line overall. I mean, that lot, the density on that lot was just insane that day. As was the density in Bills fans' hopes. It was a crazy Saturday in Houston. It sure was. But you know what I think was the most fun part about that that whole experience was going to the Bills tailgate. Well, I guess it was the Bills party the night before, and it was at the Bills backer bar, and I saw josh allen's parents and grandma at like 10 o'clock at night at the bills backer bar you know tearing it up doing karaoke that was amazing oh my god i remember that bar they were taking pictures with everybody singing songs shout song was playing what every two three minutes honestly every other song was a shout song maniac it's kind of like an intermission between every other song you know you got ludicrous and then you got shout song you got lady gaga then he got Shout Song. And then, you know, maybe a little bit more Lady Gaga, and he got some more Shout Song. It was an incredible atmosphere. And, I mean, it does make you sad. I mean, we're going to get into it in a bit, but obviously yeah. with all the success they're having, with all the fun we know we'd be having, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's literally that dilemma. You would always ask yourself, if the Bills were successful and they won all the time, but you couldn't watch them. I think that's kind of the one we always ask. I mean, you couldn't watch. Would you do it? It's kind of like a little bit of a half and half of that so far. And don't worry, like Maniac said, Ashley, we're going to get back into more of this, but we got to get into this first because, you know, when we have big guests on the show, our interns do a lot of digging on our guests. Okay. You know, we're doing background checks. We're trying to figure out what's going on. What's the deal? A Christmas tree in November? Is Beauvais rubbing off on you right now? I know. I, I do blame Beauvais for a lot of, you know, the, the bad things that I do in my life, but <laughs> no, it's, it's the year. It's... I think within the absence of travel and being able to go out and do stuff, I'm just like, okay, what, what can we do? And well, we can try to get into the holiday spirit. And so we went out and bought a Christmas tree and you know what? I, uh, I'm proud of it. I'm proud. It does bring me joy. That's awesome. I, I mean, this morning I left the house, I had to go pick up my car and right away, what, what am I doing? Star 102.5, December 1st is here. There's snow falling. It's just, it's great. See, exactly. No doubt. I think it's pretty clear that people at WKBW are into the holiday spirit. 
Tell us a little bit. I know that Thanksgiving is coming gone, but talk to us a little bit about your thought on that Thanksgiving draft. It seemed like you were pretty confident after it was all said and done. So, yeah, we do a Thanksgiving draft, um, which was completely new to me when I first got to the station. So we've been doing it for the last five years now. And we basically put a challenge out to the team who can make the best Thanksgiving plate. And year over year, it's 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 always a toss up. We never know what what are people going to go with. And this year was particularly interesting. It was the, perhaps the most avant-garde draft that we've had because we had one team that came up with purely alcoholic beverages for their entire plate, which to credit to them, that's reflective of the year that's been. I but thought Dementry and Rusak had a great plan going in and they stuck to it. They stuck <laughs> to it. You, you can't blame them. But then, then you look at Keith Radford's, uh, his plate he started with cranberry sauce i was like oh keith we love you i mean that is so quintessentially keith radford i guess yeah so the thanksgiving draft was obviously getting a lot of buzz safe to say you know we play a lot of games we play a lot of games here on Trainwreck sports seems like wkbw plays a lot of games there's a little bit of a uh i don't know if it's hijinks is the word i'm looking for but there's some kind of like competitive atmosphere where everyone wants to keep it light at, at channel seven do you think that's safe to say yeah, I think that the truth of the matter is, is that we have a team that are genuinely friends with each other outside of work, it, you know, in work, we are all friends. So the camaraderie is great. And because of that, we're able to joke around with each other. And we're also able to talk about some really serious stuff when, when we need to. But at the end of the day, we just, you know, we just want to put a good product to air and we want to have fun doing it. And, you know, isn't that kind of what everybody wants to do? You want to like where you work. You want to have fun with your colleagues and, and you want to just do a good job and support each other. And so we kind of just let each other run, you know, we let each other get after it, whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's Jenna and Matt doing their, their sports stuff and figuring out how they want to tell those stories or Madison, you know, just kicking butt left, right and center. So everybody's kind of got their own thing and we just like to support that. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get to Madison Carter before this show is said and done. But with that said, we love to play games. So we're typically we save the game for the end, but we figure we got people tuning in Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. They want to see Ashley Rowe. Let's play a little game. So we invented the game game show. So this is how you play. It's very simple. You have your team at Channel 7. Al has his team here at Trainwreck Sports. I'm going to give you a game show. And you tell me the person from your team that you would want to enter in that game show with it, with hope, be hope, you know, success on the mind. Obviously, you want them to do well on the show. Are we ready, Ashley? All right, I'm ready. Okay, the first show. It's a classic. It's been around over 30 years. Survivor. Who would you nominate from WKBW to get whisked away to an island and have to, you know, outlast, outplay, and whatever the other out one is? Our chief meteorologist, Aaron Minkowski, he is an Eagle Scout and he reminds you of that every five minutes. And he is uh, the guy that will just figure out how to survive. I want him playing Survivor. Okay, and Al, from Trainwreck Sports, who are you shipping away to a desolate island to scheme and alliance their way to potentially a million dollars? Oh God, I don't think any of us could honestly, but if I'm gonna go with one, I would have to go with Ty B. Okay, I can see Ty B. He's got the outdoors angle. He definitely knows what he's doing around a you know a fire and outdoor setting. So yeah, let's go with Ty B. <laughs> it's, I mean, let's... it's what I'm saying. If if he can hang out in a tree for hours, he can he can figure it out. <laughs> no doubt. And speaking of hanging out in a tree, let's get that tree. Let's get that money. And the next show we're going to, it's everyone's favorite. It's not like a conventional game show because it tends to catch you out of nowhere when it comes on the TV. We are talking the cash cab. So who would you, maybe you could pick two for this one. Let's say you're in the cab and, and what two people would you want with you in the cash cab, Ashley? Definitely Matt Beauvais. And I'm going to also say Hannah Bueller. Okay. Hannah B gets the nod. Okay. And Al, you're, you enter, you get the, the flashing lights of the cash cab are going off. Who are your dream riders with you there in the cash cab? I'm going to go ride or die here. I'm going to go Joe Cons. Editor of trainwrecksports.com, no doubt. Secondly, I'd ha probably have to say producer Burrs. Okay. You drive in that moment. Okay, I'm not going to harp on it too much. I'm a little hurt, but I'm not going to harp on it too much. Okay, <laughs> so we got that going. And then the next thing you know, speaking of money, 
It's everyone's favorite. Who's ready for some Plinko? The price is right. So this is kind of like, you know, a whole, you got to have people, you got to really have a sense of the markets, whether it's a car, whether it's, you know, an iPhone 12. So let's reverse the orders here. Al, let's start with you. Who would you pick for a contestant from Trainwreck Sports on The Price is Right? The Price is Right. Gotta I have love Plinko, by the way. Plinko's the best. Gotta have a sense of what's going on in the world. Maniac, that's gotta be you. That's okay, gotta be let's you go. I, I'm the price down. Is right. well, that, my move would be if I was in the second row on The Price is Right and they called me, I, w I saw someone do this one time. You run all the way up to the top, and then you come on down. Because that's what the price is right is all about. It's really the come on down. Nice. Ashley, yep. Ashley, what are you thinking? Who are you going to send to uh, the price is right? I was kind of looking at the same same stuff as Al was. I'm going to say Jeff Russo. He just has his finger on the pulse of everything. And then he he's good with quick math. You know, he's got a six-year-old daughter just really diving into the world of math right now. A 10-year-old son who's like a genius. So he's got all of that math stuff going on. I, I'm going with him. Okay. Russo is going to the price right. Next one, we are on the second half. We got a couple more as we go down the stretch on the game game show here on Trainwreck tonight. Shout out everybody tuning on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Comment what you think of these picks because, you know, you might agree with them, you might disagree with them. We have every – this is – I wouldn't say everyone's favorite, but it's entertaining. American Ninja Warriors. So it's kind of a newer game show. I mean, some of these feats they're doing – I mean, I, I would probably throw out my shoulder just running at the first one. Like, and, and, and throw out my shoulder running is safe to say. Let's go one more time. Al and then Ashley, who are you sending from your team to American Ninja Warrior? Oh, my God. I mean, none of us are really that athletic, you know, making moves. It's, this is a tough one. We're I mean, in we trouble. Went the, We're in trouble. We went, yeah, we went through the Joe Licata training camp and got absolutely smoked. I'd we don't have we don't have gym memberships like they probably do at WKVW either. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> I wish. I mean, this is brutal. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna. I already picked someone. I'm gonna pick this person again. Someone who's been grinding their ass off the past what couple months, Joe Cons. Let's go. I'm with it too. No, you know what? He's, no doubt. He's in the game. He's in the fitness game, and I feel like if you told him, you know, you're going on. He'd get away to be a ninja. He'd be. Yeah, he'd, he'd be a warrior. He has been working so hard these past couple months. I mean, myself, I could barely run a mile. That guy's doing more than that. Waking up at four o'clock in the morning to work out. So definitely Cons. Wow, I need some of that inspiration. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that right now. I need that too. I, I couldn't imagine he's waking up all the time. Ashley, who are you sending to American Ninja Warrior? Ashley, I don't want to assume, but I could see you doing that course. I don't know. Am I crazy? Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. No, definitely not me. I'm going to go back into the well that I've already tapped. So I know you're going to say. You know? Yeah. Okay, you tell me. You tell me. Go okay, ahead. do it. Mankowski? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know he is a full-on like ninja. Like He actually took... This training, he brought me to it a couple of times. He took full on ninja training where he was freaking like climbing and like hanging from the ceiling. And All then right. he took me to Kissing Bridge and we competed in this like Navy kind of tough mutter style thing. My mind was blown and I couldn't believe watching him do what he did. He is, he is actually really strong. Wow. So I didn't know about the whole ninja stuff. I just know he's always running. You know, he's posting those pictures with his son, you know, know. Get, getting those miles in. I didn't know he was an actual ninja type person. That's like what a jerk, right? Just constantly rubbing it in. Yeah. Oh, every post. What's every post. Trying to show off. Jeez. I mean, I am yeah. done with him. <laughs> and speaking of being done with him, we got three more. Okay. We got three more game shows. So let's, let's be diligent with our thinking. Yep. Who is fear not a factor for at WKBW? Ashley Rowe, who would you send to Fear Factor? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Uh, I might go with Madison Carter. Oh, yeah. She would be strutting her shit on those contestants for sure. Right? Like, that ain't, like, like she would be six to go, but she'd be like, that that ain't shit for me. Like, you know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like, like, and it would really intimidate the first five people. Like, oh, like, hot girl Mads already has it unlocked. And that's what she wants us to call her, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she's she's good at that. All right, Al, who are you putting in with a big bucket of worms? I got two people on my mind here. First choice, and I think it's the best choice out of the train wreck crew, has to be Cats, Dewey Crocs. I think that guy's got no fear. He would go into anything. He's our crossing swords. Not our Sabres guy, but, you know, around the NHL. So I would have to say Dewey Crocs for that one. Okay. 
Fear not a fag super two effects. I agree. He would go in. He would start right. talking about the gabagool. He, yeah, he's yeah. a good intimidator. Fear factor is more about having somebody that looks intimidated. Like, nobody's really enjoying themselves doing any of that, obviously. No one's seeing right. a passion for it. Okay. No. And I missed kind of last one. This is the last one. We're back to WKBW. We need someone who can foxtrot. And I am talking dancing with the stars. So, so Al, I'll let you go first, and then Ashley second to wrap this up, the game game show. Who are you sending out to do uh, show off their moves? Oh, my God. Dancing from Trainwreck Sports. I mean, yeah. I mean, Producer Burr's no shot. His moves are awful. Ty B's are, uh, yeah, Maniac, 100%. Let's I'm go. Not, I, I get, I, I'm at least a showman. A showman, if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even just saying this because you're crossing your fingers and all that shit. No doubt. I mean, I, I'm thinking of Trainwreck Sports in my mind right now. It's not DJ Supreme. It's not cons for dancing. It's definitely not me or Meerkat. Definitely Maniac for that. Okay, and Ashley, who are you sending to the dance floor over at WKBW? I got to go with the uh, morning show crew here and seven eyewitness news morning anchor, Ed Dranch. Oh, Dranch. Yeah. You've been keeping him in the back pocket. He was, uh, he was a Swiss army (laughs) knife. You could have, you could have busted him out at any point during this competition. (laughs) And that is the game game show. We learned a little bit more and now we're about to go forward. Brought to you by Picasso's pizza locations all over Western New York. Go to picassospizza.net for the best pizza in Buffalo. I mean, what, what I learned from that game show is the Channel 7 team is stacked. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of versatility. Versatility would be the I'd word I would use. call it depth, boys. Depth. Depth. Depth, utility, yes. People can play multiple positions. I see it. I really do. So it's time to get back to we were, What were we talking about, Ashley? Right in the beginning, we were talking about, you know, our time in Houston. What an awesome time that was. One of our, I mean, I don't know about you, Ashley, but that was one of my last road trips of my, you know, vacations that I've taken, you know, since, you know, COVID said, I've only gone to Ellicottville once. I haven't left Buffalo at all. I went to Houston, luckily just got to Vegas, but yeah, what a time that was. And Ashley, would you consider that one of the craziest away scenes you've ever seen in your time? hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like easy, easy, easy. The, the fun leading up to it, you know, just at that Bill's backer bar day after day was just so amazing. And then the tailgate was something unlike I've ever seen before. You had people who were, I don't know, six years old and 80 years old, all partying together. It was truly like it was Orchard Park planted in Houston. Yes. It was really, really neat. And I could not have expected it. I also just need to like, if I could just do a quick do-over, like why I chose to wear a blazer at a tailgate is like mind-blowing to me. So if I could do a do-over, that would be it. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, that was a pretty exceptional time. I had had one word to describe your outfit. Incredible. (laughs) Well, thank you. Oh, when, yeah, when I'm when I'm standing, like, what, 50, 100 yards away, I can easily spot you two on top imagine, of that imagine, RV. Imagine somebody trying to call you, like, I have to tell you, oh, yeah, I'm by this car. I'm in the Chris Kelsey jersey. Like, you think anybody was having trouble spotting a row that day? I don't <laughs> think so. Yep. The only person for miles wearing a pink blazer. <laughs> yes. I got to say, the That's- dumbest thing I've ever done, and, and this is the dumbest thing I've done in 2020 for sure, is I was on top of that RV or whatever it was, Al, that had like limited access. Ashley, you were up there with Matt, his now wife. I mean, like, you know, like, or, yeah, like it's insane. And someone handed me a phone and they're like, hey, can you just record the crowd real quick? And that's what I heard in my brain. And I recorded it real quick and I like panned over it, yada, yada, yada. I looked 20 minutes later, it was the Buffalo Bills official account. So I could have literally just been like, follow train exports, follow train exports, follow train exports. <laughs> and they would have they would have had nothing else. They would have had nothing else to go with. I mean, so uh, who would have known sir? But that is my biggest gaffe of 2020. And there's been a lot of them, I'm not gonna lie. Well, that's that's okay. I mean, at the end of the day, what you were doing was trying to bring the vibe back to Buffalo, and that so you succeeded. I mean, when you have the Buffalo Bills sending out that video, yep. you've got that platform, you're good. No doubt, no doubt. I can't wait. I mean, I know we can harp on it for, we could do days of a show on this, but just can't wait for when that atmosphere is back. Get me back. Seriously, because that's the thing right now that's the most kind of crushing thing is that odds are, you know, knock on wood, we're going to have a home playoff game and we're, we're going to be home in our seats, you know, kind of 
watching it. It's just, I don't know if you can keep people out of there, out of the streets. If if we get to that point, like, what are we going to do? Seriously, I I think California and Southwestern Boulevard are definitely in trouble if there's a home playoff game because, (laughs) you know, you look around, you know, the league, there's fans of other stadiums. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, in January, probably not much of a change, but it's, it's just so sad to know that what? When's the last time the Bills have had a home playoff game? Let's do, let's do the math there. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. The best team. I just, I'm gonna, I'll go on record. Five years ago, a home playoff game, unfathomable. Not even yeah. the concept of it didn't even exist. You're like, oh, I just hope they could like be in it in December. And then obviously they had the 2017 run where they somehow got there against all odds. Also my favorite store in the Walden Gallery Mall. But uh, yeah, it was a crazy run. I mean, I, I just cannot wait until you get me back there. I mean, I can't wait to be interviewing people that are saying things that they would never say under any other yep. circumstances because being at a Bills game, it's just different. It's that ramp up all week. Monday, you're looking forward to the game. The weekend starts to come, okay, now I'm really excited. And then Sunday morning comes and it's, I don't want to say it's like Christmas because Christmas does have that special feeling where you wake up and you're like jolted by electricity, but it is just about as close as you get, I gotta think. Absolutely. I don't care if I'm like the only person walking down a street cheering and whatever. I will still be walking the streets just to, to celebrate. But that's actually the playoffs are, are the one time when when being a, a news reporter and, and at being out interviewing people like you are good. You don't have two sides of the story that you have to worry about. Everyone likes you. All you have to do is yep. stick a microphone in somebody's face and they will just talk and talk and talk and they'll just be the happiest people ever. I mean, covering Bills games is so much fun that way. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. And as, you know, what do we got this week? Monday Night Football in Arizona in a different state than the game is supposed to be played. Tomorrow, we have football at 3.40 in the afternoon. Steelers-Ravens, I mean, it's crazy what's happening oh, right now with this NFL season. I will, I will say that, that that day NFL game did kind of come at the perfect time, Al. The, the basketball and hockey binge are over that was happening yep. from July, August, September. It's kind of yep. like now if you're not into European soccer or if you're not a big tennis fan, during the days have kind of gone away for sports. So, I, I mean, obviously, well, and we can talk about this for another, you know, 20 minutes. NFL is like going crazy. Like NFL is so close to being in a lot of trouble with with just the positive tests and everything. I mean, yes. they, they have been multiple times very close to having to basically say uncle for the most part. As far as the NFL is concerned, that's not even a fathomability. But um, hopefully everything goes smoothly. And, yeah, I welcome a, a little uh, matinee, as you say. Yeah, and it's just like the, the NFL is continuing to kind of, like, bend these rules a little bit. Am I right? Like, they, I mean, there are no rules. This is like Fight Club. The only the rule of NFL is everything. we're playing the games and we're keeping the sponsors' money for sure. Like think yeah. about it. like someone was saying to me, you know, why are why is this game canceled? Like I mean, th- there is a like argument. Why was the Broncos game not canceled, but this game is only getting delayed? Like why didn't they just delay the Broncos game? Like like there there there's no rules. Playoff implications for Baltimore and Pittsburgh, none for Denver. That's the only thing I can really like. You're 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 a thousand percent right. There was nothing on the line for Denver, which is why they basically played it. I mean, yeah, really, it's a right? wild, wild west. I mean, all of this though is a wild, wild west. Things change every single day. You look at what's happening with the schools here in, in Western New York. Like one day, the rule is this, and the next day the rule is that. I mean, trying to keep track of it all is mind numbing, and it, the same goes for the NFL. Yeah, and it looks like the Steelers are going to have to play three games in 12 days, I think I read. And yeah, that third okay. one is Buffalo. The third? Let's go. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're happy about it, right? Because, I mean, I don't know. I it's mean, just... well, listen, if we're going to bitch about, you know, when the Titans get an advantage and get delays and everything, then, yeah, we have to be thankful that we get this delay. I mean, I'm sorry. Playing a three NFL games in 12 days is not a task that anybody, even as good – as Mike Tomlin, and even as good as Ben Roethlisberger, and even as yep. good as our friend Jenna Harner is at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they do not want to be playing three games in 12 days. No, no, absolutely not. Now, Aro, how has, you know, this past eight and a half months been for you? Like, how has COVID affected, you know, your job, being a journalist, being a reporter? Like, you know, what are the pros and cons like there? 
Yeah, it's been pretty wild. I would say, um, you know, just when you think that you've got yourself into a routine or just when you think that you've got it together and you're you're emotionally stable, because of course you've got your own life as well as trying to cover everybody else's and all the madness that's going on there. So just as soon as you think you've got it together, you just sit down and you're like, oh God, no. Right. <laughs> you just need to just sit in the dark for a minute. So it's been tough, but um I, I feel really lucky to still have a job and be able to tell stories and, and do what I love to do. So from, from a journalist's perspective and reporter, being a journalist in 2020, what are the biggest advantages and sometimes challenges, you know, vice versa, being a journalist, you know, 20, 30 years ago? Yeah. What would you say are the biggest differences from being it now and back in that time? Well, you know, people always say like, oh, how would Walter Cronkite cover the cover the pandemic? And how would all of all of those sort of big yeah. household names, appointment TV kind of names be covering it? They didn't have to deal with social media and social media has just totally changed the landscape of all of the way that we present news, consume news. Right. I mean, people it, it's it's uh, I don't know. I, I might be be so. Uh, might not be a very popular thing to say, but I think it's it's been a bit of a detriment to to the news business. But oh, okay, I, I see you. I you're see you reacting. You're good. I mean, I, I'm I'm reacting with emotion to just wanting what's best for Ashley Rowe. And if social media, I mean, I think you dominate social media. And I think that it's really it's social media. It's kind of hard to summarize because it's like the bad part is that for a journalist you never have an off switch. People are always tweeting at you. Are you covering this? Go look at this. Yeah, yeah. There's access. When Walter Cronkite wanted to stop covering the news and stop being exposed to the nation, he told his producer or whatever to cut. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right for the most part. Like, there was an off switch. Like, there is no off switch for a journalist in 2020. So, I I, I mean, it's, it's a job. And now, with that said, if you take advantage of it like someone like yourself does, I mean, you can build off that but with that said it is a challenge and the difference is to me knowing nothing it's it's a challenge every day versus being a challenge when you're on shift during that time i think this year in particular not to get down a too serious a, a path here but i think this year in particular you know people want answers yesterday they want to yeah. know how things are going to shake out they want to know who's right and who's wrong like immediately and so they seek twitter for that or they seek whatever kind of social media platform they're they're going to for that and that isn't always the right way to go right things take time and we've yeah. seen that decisions that that are getting made are are you know that these take time to happen and but people are becoming more and more impatient and i think that that twitter and social media rewards that impatience on the bright side though what is really cool is that you get to interact with your um, consumers for lack of a better term with you get to interact with your community in a, in a way that the Walter Cronkites of the world did not get to interact with back in those days you know like no one knew what was what kind of pants he was wearing because you never got to see that and meantime you've got me like taking a selfie and showing you that I'm wearing like Lululemon pants while I'm broadcasting from home and you get to just kind of see that's a that's a super frivolous and like dumb thing to, to talk about but like it's, I love Lululemon I'm going to go on record. Yeah, so, so comfortable. But like just being able to share that kind of intimacy with people, I think that's super relatable and, and um, people appreciate that. And I certainly appreciate that because I feel like I'm connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a tough year for sure. Yeah. And like you said, when it comes to social media and like, you know, hurting the news and I look at my generation and I look at my dad's generation and my grandparents, I've like, for my grandpa, for one, like I find out like him being one of the only generations that I see left still watching two, four, seven, like on a consistent five o'clock hits, they're watching five thirty again. They might watch six o'clock again. They can't wait to see the weather again. You know, my dad still gets the newspaper, you know, he's in it. He just turned 60. I don't know a lot of people after my dad's age that still get the newspaper. I don't know yeah. a lot of people in their thirties and forties that still watch the news religiously. I know people that religiously follow Ashley Rowe on Twitter, Matt Bovey on Twitter, Mascalia on Twitter, things like that. But like, I don't know how you feel about that maniac, but it, it, you know, actually I agree with you. Social media, when it comes to news, it's probably my number one source. Hands down. Is that, that's where I'm going. NFL sports, local Buffalo weather, Menkowski. 
I'm not, I'm realistically, I'm not watching channel seven at six o'clock or five 30. I'm going to Mankowski's tweets at 5. AM, 6. AM, seeing, what, seeing what's going on today. What record is Buffalo going to break? That's definitely yeah. a generational thing. So literally you said it yourself. It's who can do that and who can balance having their tweets out when a person like you wants them. And then that person at five o'clock that wants to turn into Russo and Roe, mm-hmm. like they, so who can do that? And that's really what is in a game. And it's, the no off switch is just crazy to me. I can, I could not imagine, yeah. like even like you know like Al, we let our guard down at the Bills and everything, you know, and then like all of a sudden we have to get like perked back into like relics. I mean, that's twenty four seven for journalists in, in yeah. 2020. I sort of think that I have three audiences, right? I've got like the one audience that watches the news. I've got one one audience on on Twitter and Facebook. I've kind of paired them together, and then I've got one audience on Instagram, Ooh. and I try to hit all of them. But, you know, it's you can only do what you can do. But it's so funny because, like, sometimes I'll be out in the community. And, again, like, people around our age, they're not watching the newscast as much. So they might recognize my Twitter handle before they recognize my face. So the most often times that I get recognized are by people, you know, like my parents' age or older. Mm-hmm. And But but usually without the context of, you know, me in a, inside a TV screen or me holding a, a WKBW mic flag, they're like, how do I place her? Like, did she date my grandson? How do I know her? <laughs> that must be fun. You see someone like just confused looking at you. I mean, that's that's just a great feeling. Yeah, and then you're like, do I have something on my face? Is that why you're looking at me? I don't know. Yep. It's very weird. With that said, just to put a bow on all this, and you, I love the exposure you're giving us, Ashley. I appreciate it right now. Um, I want to touch on one thing real quick. What's the biggest difference between your Twitter and your Instagram audience? Uh, visual, visual is the, is the difference in my content. Like I think Instagram is a much more visual content space. So I try to make it more visual. I'll throw words in, but a lot of it's going to do with pictures and, and really tight captions and that sort of thing. My audience, um, the, the, the audience doesn't necessarily change demographic wise, but I definitely think that, you know, the people that are on Instagram are, are often like scrolling through and, and wanting to see their friends and what their friends are up to and the latest baby photos and the latest whatever Kim Kardashian's doing. So then I try to inject a little bit of news that that isn't necessarily a super, super newsy kind of uh, content. But, um, and then yeah, Twitter, it's it's just people who are constantly scrolling through and, and wanting to know what the latest sports headline are or the latest news headline is. So like for your day to day, like, do you have like a certain amount of like tweets you want to put out, Instagram stories you want to put out, anything no. like that? Or, no. So it's not. Okay. No, my head would be exploded by now. I can't take I can't take myself that seriously, and I can't take the platforms yeah. that seriously. I mean, at the end of the day, like everything moves through Twitter so fast that unless it's a really big story, yeah. I'm not really going to worry too much about it. You're more likely to see a picture of my dogs on on Twitter than you are going to, you know, see. Hey, that hey, that's okay. just like maniac. I mean, (laughs) if it's a slower day of content, here comes Phil. I will will run Prince Philip 10 straight downs if that's what it's got to take. I mean, he's just a content king. That's all it is. There's so much good content out there. I've got to say that. Oh, my gosh. Dogs dogs are the best. And that's the perfect segue to our next topic, Al. I mean, we're all dog people. We are all big time. Not, Not just little time big time dog people in this chat right now i i can't okay so here's the deal i can't say i'm i'm as big as both of you i but don't you, personally but you're ready to make the step yeah that's why i that's the only reason oh, i yeah. give you a little leeway here so yeah my mom's got one my dad's got two i don't have mine but yeah i love those dogs to death uh you know golden doodles mini doodles that's what we have in our family um uh, i know that's the same thing with you maniac uh ashley i'm interested to hear more about your dogs but yeah i'm i love them but it's i'm kind of at the point where i know what's gonna happen hopefully my girlfriend can't hear this right now because i really like don't say this like listen i'll be don't say this i'll I'll be honest like do i need one myself no okay like i'll let that that's how i feel about it like i love i love that you may not need it but you're gonna get one yeah that's it's but you know it's like a flu shot you may not need it but you're gonna get one uh, and that's to be taken seriously with health being a concern out there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, lo- I love my parents' dogs. I think that's the difference is like, I don't have my own, but hey, I can drive, you know, 10, 15 minutes, see these dogs. They go nuts every single time I see them. Do I think I need one? No. But yes, 
you know, eventually but, it, it will be Before happy. we get into Clyde and Pearl, I will say that, that being away from the dogs is a huge aspect. Like, you're getting a monster pop out of them every time, right, Al? Like, every time you come, they're doing, like, circles and, like, you're going nuts everything, right? Oh, I'm talking. Yeah. They're, 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 <laughs> I mean, they're, get, they're getting off the ground. I mean, they're, they're oh, jumping. What? For a yeah. golden doodle? That's risky. They got bad they're, hips. They're, they're jumping. I mean, okay. they are. Yeah, you're right. They're going absolutely nuts every time I see them. I don't and know, go, Al. I think you got to get a dog. I think it's time. Oh, I've been pushing them, Ashley. And every time I bring my dog over, it's like, you know, it's like, I, I don't know what the analogy is. And that's a first for me. But uh, but they, they both are overcome by the amazingness of Prince Hall. So I will transition this to you, Ashley. The only thing I was upset about from that holiday photo, and you saw it from my Twitter comments, which I take very seriously, no Clyde in that holiday photo. Oh, very upsetting for me. I know, I know. Listen, he's not so much into the photos. He's, he's, he's not uh, so up on himself like that. He just wants to play, have fun, like get after the sticks, find me another dog to play with. He's, he's only a year and a half, and he's a great Dane. So he's got a lot of dog to just get out in energy. Okay. How, how, how big? He's 115 pounds. Oh my Is it, gosh! That's will a Clyde big be boy. get bigger? I think he might grow another five pounds, but we think that he's the run to the litter. Both of our dogs are rescues, so we aren't entirely sure. But it is pretty funny. Like sometimes he'll get super excited and he'll he'll put his like front our legs on my shoulders and stand yeah. up, and he is my height when he's standing. Imagine. Oh yeah, he does little dance moves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's literally I, nice. I, if you grab the hips, yeah. Oh, that, that's a that's a that's a big time golden doodle move, Al. Oh, love the dance moves with yeah. Saber and Kelly, hundred uh, percent. I mean, Thanksgiving we were going nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, imagine being the runt of a litter and me, one hundred fifteen pounds. That's yeah, exactly. so, our last grade well, was one hundred sixty. Phil, as a golden doodle, was the runt of the litter, and I wanted him because I live in an apartment. I just wanted a little bit, you know, of smaller space so it seems bigger for him. Uh, yeah, and he's about sixty pounds. So I mean, that's crazy to be a runt of the litter and be pushing a buck twenty. But yeah, Clyde does it well. It looks good on him, I would say. Yes, yes, yes. He's a very good looking dog for sure. No doubt. Sure. So uh, I gotta ask you guys then, what are the funniest moments of your dogs? Like some of the craziest things they they, they have done. Nanny, do you have one? Uh, as far as crazy, I mean, the only thing I will say, and this is bad parenting. I'll admit I was a bad parent. At eight weeks, so he came home at six weeks, and at eight weeks I was, like, bringing up the laundry or something, and I was getting something out of my car, which is parked out in the driveway. And, you know, when they're young, you kind of have, like, a radar where every, like, two minutes you're like, where are they? Because they could, like, be peeing somewhere or throwing somewhere. And, like, so my two-minute radar went off. I'm like, where is he? Where's Hill? And I look, and he's not in the apartment, so I'm, I'm panicking. Like, I'm, and, you know, you're looking behind a couch for, like, a dog that's this big at this point. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm like, yada, yada. And I run, and I, and I look out in the hallway, and he is, like, next door on the sidewalk, just, like, prancing down the street. Literally, Prince Philip at eight God. weeks. Imagine Prince Philip out. In, I mean, and I have respect for the west side of Buffalo. Our police do a great job on keeping it regulated. I feel very safe living here, but I mean, Prince Philip on the west side at eight weeks wasn't going to last very long. Oh, man. Oh, my talk God. About, my talk God. about heart beating out of your chest. I was literally about to explode. Just a little curious pup, you know? Just wanting yeah, to oh, just oh, and, and he doesn't have a care. In, he, he still doesn't have a care in the world. I'll take him to the vet, and now, obviously, they do the social distance appointments. You wait out in your car. They come get him at the door or whatever, but he, he'll just prance right up. He doesn't yeah. care. He, he's he's, he's like, looking oh, for just, company from anybody. I'm ready to go grab a cappuccino at Remedy House. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Couldn't have said it better myself. You, you got I mean, like, the, the other funny thing to me is anytime they look confused, you get, like, the, the head tilt, yeah. like, the quick head tilt. Like, that's kind of funny. Like, it's just funny that something is unfamiliar to your dog when they act so casual around your house. And I'm sure, like, Clyde, I mean, he, he doesn't know how big he is, right? He's just, he's no, just, no. he's just parking right next to you. Like, Prince Philip's the same thing. He'll, yep. he'll, he'll lay on my shoulder. It's like, dude, you're, like, 70 pounds. Oh, yeah. Like, he's always just like, let's go, always. Uh... He um, went chasing after a deer. We were in the Adirondacks this past summer. Went chasing after a deer. All of a sudden, we just heard this dong. And then he comes running back to us, and his mouth is bleeding. And I'm like, oh, shoot, what happened? Turns out that he needed emergency dental surgery, and he got his tooth removed <laughs> this past summer. And so our, our way of handling that and turning like a, a crummy situation into a funny situation was we got um some airpod like a case for airpods and um we put the tooth inside the case 
and then we wrapped the case up in paper and shipped it to my brother-in-law and he thought he was getting a nice little nice little surprise gift from us a uh, nice pair of airpods but then he opened it up and there was this bloody great oh my it. gosh phil chill that, that is amazing oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of one, one time when I was uh, I was at work. Yes, yes. I'm just Christy was at Christy was at my dad's house and watching the dogs. She calls me kind of like crying. I'm like, what the hell's going on? The one uh, the one golden doodle, Kelly, caught a bird out of midair. <laughs> and he ran, he Randy Johnson did. And was literally playing catch with it, like just like <laughs> like just like it like wasn't eating it. But was just like playing catch with it, throwing it up, throwing it up. I was able to get home, and the mother and like father bird were like swarming the area. And luckily, I was able to, you know, I was able to get the bird, move it to a different area. I mean, I don't know what happened. Obviously, you know, R.I.P. If that happens, but yeah, just just playing with the bird, and just you could hear the birds chirping around it, like so ticked off. (laughs) Like just so upset. If there's anybody that can chirp, it's a group of birds. Like honestly, yeah. it's the worst yeah. chirp group. Oh, I was I was worried about them coming in and attacking. Like because I was like near the near the baby bird or whatever it was. Yeah, I was yeah. worried about that too. Yeah. 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 Not you that when when pets get you know catch a bird or whatever or mouse or something. It was gonna end up like that J that that or whatever that was that video with that mountain lion a couple weeks ago. I don't know if if you guys both saw that, but it was ridiculous. The guy was just hiking. He was just hiking, and he walked up on the baby nest for for the mountain lion or whatever. So he didn't know. So he pauses for like five seconds. He's like, "Oh, like a cute baby." And then the mountain lion comes at that exact seconds and just walked him off for like twelve minutes straight. So the mountain lion was just walking at him for twelve minutes straight, and he was just like fending it off. And finally, I think he like threw some rocks at. But again, just speaking about, you don't want to mess with the baby nest, plain and simple. I would myself that sounds terrifying oh yeah i'll tell you we'll overlay it on the video but it was crazy i can't believe you guys didn't see it, it was super viral for like two hours which is how it happens now so you wait you can you can see the the mountain line in the video this is what literally he's filming like because i don't know why he's filming but he's walking around and he's and all of a sudden it's just like he turns he goes oh like see we get and then literally he has five <laughs> seconds this like mountain lion comes down like the nearby hill and it's like what are you doing like what are you doing what you're doing and he walks He's literally just walking, and oh, and this is the scariest part. This is scary. I'll do the impersonation, but literally every so often, the mountain lion like would fake charge at him, so he would just go <laughs> like that, like 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 it's about like and if you're if a mountain lion is charging at you, you're done. Like you're not gonna run like it's just ridiculous. So I, I I'll, I'm gonna overlay it on the video, and I wish, I wish we had it, but you guys gotta see it. You guys gotta see it. I think, okay. I think at the end of the day, that was a pretty good impersonation. Okay, I will definitely send me the link after. I need to and see this. Speaking of charging animals, Al, these bulls, these bulls. That's all I gotta say. Oh, these bulls. Yeah, I know. World Cup, we're wrapping up here, but yeah, the bulls. Obviously, Saturday, a massive win over Kent State. Jared 70, Patterson, seventy points, eight touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> wild. It's laughable. I mean, you think? I mean, Patterson is putting up the most ridiculous dumb numbers. You thought the week before when he put up. You know, Van Trees numbers, 300 rushing yards is a lot. He goes more than that. He goes over 400. He breaks the MAC record, almost breaks the NCAA record, ties the NCAA record for eight touchdowns. And then what? Jim Rome spells his name wrong on Twitter today? I couldn't, I could not believe that. I'm mean, like, sorry. Like, if I'm Jim Rome, if I'm like someone who's like clones, like, I would spell Jared Patterson's name right. When someone runs for 400 yards, you better spell it. Do you know how far 400 yards is? It's like, like how far what? John Daly drives. This is the conversation that was happening in our newsroom. Like, what's the opposing team saying in the locker room after that? Like, how how do you even have a conversation about that? That's a that is not embarrassing. Like, that is unacceptable. That I, I just don't understand it. I mean, maniac. I mean, you saw the runs by Jarpat. He was just pretty much running untouched most of the time. Like I mean, just... I I am tempted to give credit to the O line, and if you ask Jared really? Patterson, the first person he, they're the first group yeah. he credits is the O line. He goes, the O line is amazing. There is that aspect of him being just a little bit smaller, a little bit quicker through the hole. Like you can see it when he runs. Like he doesn't get arm tangled, and obviously his maneuverability is insane. I mean, I just can't yeah. wait to watch him these next couple games, and hopefully, like we've said, Al, all roads in Amherst lead to Detroit. 
Yeah, two games left. There's Ohio, and then what's the last one, Maniac? Ooh, Akron? I yeah. Akron, yeah. Yep. And then, so and they'll, so they're, they're going to be 10-point favorites against Ohio, and they'll be 20-plus point favorites against Akron. I, I mean, just hammer them in both games. They're going to go 6-0. <laughs> and all. They're going to the MAC championship. Drive to the PA border if you have to to get these bets in. Because you can't do it at Buff Creek. But, yeah, it's just a – it's a incredible season by UB. And once again, I hate to bring this up. It's just, it's, it's sad that we can't yeah. be in person. Yeah. It's very sad that I know these are, these are rare teams to see right now. We haven't seen a Bills team like this in a long time. We haven't seen a UB team like this. Obviously we, we were lucky enough to see Khalil Mack, but I don't think a lot of people really, I think a lot of people took him for granted. And like, Ashley, I don't think, you know what it's like when Buffalo gets national exposure. They were supposed to open the year against Kansas State, who's pretty well-recognized national, and then Ohio State, who is literally the second favorite for the national championship right now. I mean, yes. Buffalo lost its chance at national exposure, but we they're making the best of it. Great start to the season. I just hope that we can, you know, in the absence of being able to all party together and celebrate together, like just make the best fun, yep. loving content for social media because like just we are all going to be in it together on social media we know that's so just like make fun content exactly and you know what fun content something that could go viral maniac what about ashley road dancing to the shout song i mean can we really get this out there i, I mean, mean i think let's face it it's it's the penultimate like there's not going to be a better like like just, just you know i mean and and, and ashley we need your blessing because we've used it in the past, and you know what? We haven't asked right, and that's inappropriate. So do we have your blessing going forward? Anytime anything good happens, we need to be posting that video. You guys have my blessing. That was a surprise to wake up to on January 1st, I'll tell you that. Who was that, David, that got that? Yeah. I, he I, is I, a mercenary. You got to be careful around him. If there's a clip to be gotten, David underscore F is doing it. <laughs> love that you know his handle. He is... He's got the blooper reels of all blooper reels. I mean, he knows what's up. And yeah, I woke up the next morning. I My feet were still frozen from the broadcast the night before for New Year's Eve. And I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe they were recording on that. I don't even remember doing it. It was just like, you know, just when we're listening to, to the shout song, you just start to dance around. I think it's how all Bills fans were feeling when, when the drought was broken. No, no excuse or reason needed. There you go. All right, Ashley, I know it's getting late here on this Tuesday night. We are 20 minutes away from Bachelorette Tuesday night. With it's Tasha Tuesdays. It's Tasha Tuesday. Katie Stewart, our Bachelor and Bachelor Insider, they're getting fired up, ready to go 20 minutes from now. So you know how we end this show? We do some shout-outs. You know, whatever's on your mind, whatever you want to shout-out. Maniac, do you want to start this off, and then we'll, we'll kick it over to Ashley? I mean, honestly, I would be honored to kick this off. I got two shout-outs. The first is to Ashley Rowe, and I know what you're thinking at home. This is a suck-up shout-out. You're just, you're just shouting her out because she's on your show. But no, I'm not, and I'm going to give you the reasons why. At Buffalo, we love sports. We want sports. When I was driving to Seneca One Tower the first day that the, the Toronto Blue Jays became the Buffalo Blue Jays, who did I see doing a stand-up across the street from, from the ball field? Wasn't Channel 2. Wasn't Channel 4. It was Ashley Rowe, WKVW. She's doing a stand-up. I, I had to roll my window. Ashley! <laughs> she, she turns around. She didn't know it was me. I was going like 20 miles per hour down the other road. But with that said, I'm giving a shout to Ashley Rowe, and this is the reason why. One, she's an advocate for sports in Buffalo. She's there covering the Buffalo Blue Jays. When the, when the Toronto Raptors are weighing whether they can play in certain spots, she put her career on the line. She put her reputation on the line. She goes, come play in Buffalo, Toronto Raptors, because I love the fans so much, and they love me, as we saw from that video. So shout-out to Ashley Rowe. And uh, the second half of her shout-out goes to her work with Feedmore Western New York. I, 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 I will admit that I haven't been exposed to it until very recently, but when we saw it, my mother direct messaged me today. She goes, that's just like when we did Meals on Wheels when you were growing up. And I go, you're absolutely right, Mom, just like you always are. You're, you're correct in this case. So shout out to that. Check out at Feedmore Western New York if you want to look at that. And my second shout out, Al, it goes to the biggest Ashley Rose stan on social media. We are talking, of course, about at Daniel P. Green. If you need any coverage on what Ashley's doing, check out at Daniel P. Green. This guy pulled off the heist of the century, the heist of a lifetime. 
Okay? And all I gotta say is just respect him, love his work, love what he's doing. Oh, that's fantastic. That might have been actually the best shout out all time on Trainwreck tonight. <laughs> At least top two or top three. I, I, that was amazing, Maniac. All right, Ashley, really, your turn. I really love the passion there. Dan's gonna really love the passion, yeah. yeah. My, my favorite armchair quarterback during a, during a five o'clock news broadcast. Oh my gosh, he's just, he's vicious. All right, Ashley, it's your time. My can time. You, can you can you top that? I don't think and, I can top that. Guys. And do not and do not shout out Maniac or Trainwreck Sports. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Okay, well, I, I, I think that's totally, out to fair. You guys. that's totally fair. What you guys are doing is awesome. You're bringing smiles to people's faces. This year is is so important for that. So thank you for that. Uh, I gotta give some love. You, you stole my thunder there for for a second, but I gotta do it anyway. Uh, the whole team over at Feed More Western New York, feeding people, making sure that uh, that our neighbors are not going hungry i mean guys it's like uh, it's incredible to me how many more people are in need so to everybody that's working there thank you thank you thank you i'm gonna give a shout out to joshua lynch i think it's at josh lynch he is the head of the emergency department at miller fillmore suburban hospital and DeGraff hospital he has been crushing it so far this year just with making sure that his team is is well set up and that uh that you know people are are coming into the emergency department he's making sure people are staying safe he put out a little how to wear a helmet properly video so he is like just the the uh healthcare worker of all healthcare workers in western new york so shout out to him awesome at Joshua Lynch or Josh Lynch on Twitter. My shout out, uh, he, we interviewed him once on Trainwreck Sports, and I'm going with Nate Robinson. The guy Saturday night took a beat down, and actually how we were talking about social media took another beat down. Uh, a guy like that doesn't deserve that. There weren't a lot of people that even would have stepped in that ring whatsoever. So all the people behind a keyboard can, you know, chirp them and make fun of them that never would have stepped in that ring. But, you know, this was a professional NBA player for what, over a decade, three-time dunk champ. He, he, he's an all-time athlete, honestly, um, in sports. And that's my shout out, definitely Nate Robinson. It was a great interview when we had him on um, out of the blue downtown Buffalo met up with him when he was in Buffalo, I believe for only like three or four nights met with the UV basketball team, women's basketball team, you know, did some, uh, you know, speaking with them. And yeah, that's my shout out, Nate Robinson, for stopping in the ring. Yeah, you know, he got knocked out, but got to give him some credit for making that happen. Gotta Absolutely. And, and what's harder than getting knocked out? Getting back up. And if you look on his social media, he's handling it with a lot of grace. A lot of grace. Definitely. 100%. So those were Maniac, Ashley, great shout outs. And yeah, it's time. We're quarter two. Any, any final words, Maniac or Ashley, before we uh, end this? I'll give our guests any any rights she wants to go first. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been really fun to chat with you. Of course. Thanks, Ashley. Been awesome. Hey, keep an eye out for trainarcsports.com. Any new articles? We got cons. We got Meerkat. We got new writers coming in. It's awesome content. Keep an eye out. Trainarcsports.com. A lot of good stuff happening. Thanks again, Ashley. This train never stops. Good night. <laughs>